today on CityCast Pittsburgh. City officials are investing big money this year in a few different areas, and one of them is traffic calming. Today, we're with an advocacy organization focused on transit that uniquely does not center cars, talking about what that means and what this year could hold for pedestrians and bicyclists in Pittsburgh. It's Wednesday, January 17th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. I'm with Scott Bricker, the executive director of Bike Pittsburgh. Hi, Scott. Nice to see you. Hi, Megan. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, I feel like anyone who's listened to our show more than a couple times has heard us talk about Bike Pittsburgh. But for anyone new, can you describe what the group does, what they're devoted to? We're a bicycle and pedestrian advocacy organization, and we really focus on making the city and surrounding communities more bicycle and pedestrian friendly. And we do that through our advocacy, education, and community building activities. That sounds very official. Give me an example. Oh, so in terms of advocacy, we've gotten the city to pass a complete streets policy. We've advocated for about 100 miles of on-street bike lanes and um, better crossings for pedestrians, traffic calming, thousands of bike racks to be put in our city sidewalks. Uh, Education, we've educated adults and kids alike on how to ride safely on our streets. We produce really great publications like the Pittsburgh Bike Map and the Bike Commuting 101 Guide and a new e-bike guide. Mm -hmm. And our community building initiatives are really our membership program and really fun events uh, like Open Streets PGH and Pedal PGH. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, you've had to bear the mantle of also having to bear witness to some of the more unfortunate incidents in our city. Um, It seems like there was a lot of bad news last year about cars hitting people. I don't know how to say that in a nicer way. Um, I know Bike Pittsburgh tries to track that information in a thoughtful way. From your perspective, how do you think 2023 shook out? Like, was it as bad as it seemed? It got off to a really rough start. Um, I think that there were three fatalities in the first six weeks or so. in the city, in Allegheny County? In the city. In the city, yeah. Um, yeah. It's very difficult to track these things. Um, you know, we, we typically have to wait for um, for PennDOT to finish calculating things uh, for the previous year. That's going to take some months. But, you know, we, we can only track things that actually make their way into the news. Mm-hmm. I wondered if it's something that the city's tracking, if it's all up to you to try to estimate, like, are you doing it by news stories? Are people self-reporting? Like, how do you even find out? We find out more in real time through news stories or someone reaches out to us on social media or writes us an email saying that they've been in a crash or their friend or family member was in a crash. Mm-hmm. The The more official data, the police collect it and we can go into the complications around that. Um, they collect it and then give it to PennDOT. And then PennDOT, uh, you know, comes out with all the statistics for the previous year. So we only have 2022 data and before as of as an as official of today, figure. Uh, that's really the only data I can officially talk with you about besides sort yeah. of, um, you know, just what we saw in the in the news. 
Yeah. Well, how did 2023, as best you can tell for now, compare then to previous years? The best we can tell is pedestrian crashes and bicycle crashes that result in injuries have been going up for many, many years. And we don't see that subsiding in 2023. Um, Fatalities, we don't know. I mean, we usually... So Pittsburgh usually loses um, about 20 Pittsburghers in traffic fatalities every year. Not not only pedestrians and bicyclists. Pedestrians and bicyclists uh, comprise about a third of those those fatalities. Thank you for clarifying. I, I, the listeners can't tell my eyebrows just went up that big. Yeah. And um, the size of the problem let's put it this way, in Allegheny County alone in 2022, uh, they recorded 11,524 crashes. Whoa. Yeah, it's about 10% of all the crashes in the state of Pennsylvania. They There were more than 300 reported crashes in Pittsburgh, re- just reported, uh, involving mm-hmm. bicycles and pedestrians. Uh, and so what generates a report? Someone really needs to get injured if they're a pedestrian or a bicyclist, because the only two things that officially generate a port a report in the state of Pennsylvania is an injury, which means going to the hospital, or a tow. Bicycles are not towed. Which you can't. Pedestrians you don't need to tow a bicycle. Towed. So, um, if you walk away from the crash as a bicycle rider or a walker, that is not going to trigger a report. You can submit to 311 a near miss or like a a crash report unofficially just so the city has that data mm-hmm. but really the the data that we're mostly dealing with is official reports which means there was an injury for uh, a bicyclist or pedestrian that's wild to think that that many could be happening and you said it's been going up yeah so that's 2022 um and we've just seen the the graph of injuries uh, has has steadily risen from uh, from 2015 on. Do you know why it's getting worse? There's a lot of reasons, but um, the primary reason is because speed kills and injures people. So we need to really slow down cars. Now, of course, there's a lot of other factors. There's... Um, the size of vehicles that people are driving has has increased, which means there's more mass and momentum and it's harder to stop. Um, it's harder to react uh, as a driver. There's way more distraction inside of vehicles as well. You know, there's always people driving under the influence. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot of things, but really where our advocacy is coming in is focused on street design education, and creating an environment where fewer people even have to drive in the first place. So all this new money, I want to talk about what that could mean for you from the city. Um, So this year's budget, 2024, it's dedicated by our math about a million dollars for general neighborhood traffic calming. How are you feeling about that? That is a big investment. Yeah, we're, we're thrilled to hear it. Traffic calming is the number one requested city service. Uh, it's hundreds. We've heard Mayor Ganey say that <laughs> a couple of times. We've seen the map. The city actually maps uh, traffic calming requests, and it's 
It's literally hundreds of dots uh, all throughout Pittsburgh. So what are folks asking for when they say traffic calming? What what do they mean? They're really asking for physical interventions into the street. So like barriers, like true barriers that have to slow people down. A barrier, maybe, but, you know, we're, we're talking speed humps, which is sort of like vertical mm-hmm. deflection that uh, causes drivers to have to slow their car, car down to, um, to go over it. Raised crosswalks, which have a similar effect. Bump outs, curb bump outs, which actually reduce the crossing distance for pedestrians. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there have been uh, neighborhood traffic circles that have gone in in, the, in years past, uh, chicanes are official. I don't know that word. That's where uh, you read a chicane is. Uh, it's really taking a straight street and and putting bends into it uh, oh. by putting plantings or changing where car parking is so that you can't you can't speed on it. You have to kind of wind your way through it. The city doesn't have many of those. Uh, they have sort of chicane light interventions like on Dallas Avenue in Squirrel Hill and maybe a few other places, but we would love to see more of those happen in Pittsburgh and on neighborhood streets where uh, it also intersects with the bike network. These traffic calming interventions can be made into what's what the city calls neighborways. Um, so it's like an official part of the bike network that connects people from one place to another. Yeah. Have you gotten to participate at all in that wish list, like how they tackle those dots? I assume there's got to there's got to be a master plan, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the city can only afford uh, in years past, you know, fewer than a dozen traffic calming projects a year. And there's hundreds. So this increase is good. It's still not going to be enough to really uh, get what's needed in the city and what's requested. Uh, but the city's doing a really thorough job vetting each of the each of the requests and uh, trying to figure out which are most important and lining it up with their crash map where where crashes have occurred. So taking like a data driven approach to putting in these these types of traffic calming interventions. The show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource, AIDS Free Pittsburgh, and their pledge to end the HIV AIDS epidemic in Allegheny County by 2030. If that is a cause that is close to your heart, make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer, the sixth annual Too Hot for July. It is a party, but it is also a chance to get confidential HIV and STI testing for free, plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. 
So you've got a little over a million dollars for the neighborhood traffic calming and then a little over 400 grand that's part of the special projects budget. I know money can get spent really fast when we're talking about things for our roadways, but I think in total, like a million and a half dollars, it feels like such a huge chunk of money and kind of a big change from previous investments. I guess I'm curious if you think it can affect change in meaningful ways to the people that live here. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we these types of investments pay dividends, not only in like making a place a better place to live, but it's also saving lives. Um, it's reducing crashes that police have to respond to, that hospitals have to deal with, that families have to deal with. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely going to result in a better Pittsburgh. Is it enough? Like I said, there's literally hundreds of requests and the city does not have the budget to implement more than, you know, 10 to 15, maybe 20 with the new budget uh, of these projects a year. So it's it's not enough. Is it understandable that it's not enough? It's a cash-strapped city still to this day. So, you know, we we are advocating definitely for more and more dedicated resources and personnel every single year. And we're glad to have gotten it. And we need even more. It needs to be accelerated. We're still losing 20 Pittsburghers every single year to traffic crashes. We have hundreds of injuries. These are people's lives. An injury, you know, yeah, it could be a twisted ankle, but more likely it's broken bones, it's concussions, it's the type of thing that takes you out of work um, that could potentially, you know, negatively affect your family. We definitely need even more investment, but we're really glad to see, you know, the mayor start to commit to Vision Zero, which is really a framework for uh, ending traffic fatalities and serious injuries. Does it feel like County Executive Sarah Anna Murado is on board with that as well? Yeah, I've I've had conversations, and also the city and the county just uh, collaborated recently on a federal application to um, to get money to do a Vision Zero action plan together, um, and it's in collaboration with SPC and PennDOT as well. Uh, So we just, uh, it was just announced, I think, in December that SPC got that money. It's about $800,000. SPC, the Metropolitan Planning Organization, is... uh... Yeah, it stands for Southwestern Pennsylvania Commission. And in full transparency, I am a commissioner. Gotcha. But so the SPC, you, in in part, uh, agreed to give this, you said $800,000? Mm -hmm. Vision Zero, the construct around it, this idea that no one should die on a roadway, um, it's something that Bike Pittsburgh has been talking about for a very long time. I imagine you have ideas. Yeah, so we've been talking about it and educating our elected officials on it since about 2013 or 14. And it's clearly working. It made it into the state of the city address this year. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've been able to successfully advocate for a pedestrian safety action plan. Let's implement that plan in record time. We have a, a fairly new bike plan. It's called the Bike Plus Plan. Let's invest even more heavily in public transit. Let's make, you know, our neighborhoods denser with, you know, corner stores and reduce car parking. 
and and surface lots and fill those places with people and businesses and and when you create an environment like that when you create communities like that people don't have to drive so much that you know people we we don't have a system yet in Pittsburgh where it's easy it's it's you know second nature to get around outside of a car we we had that place <laughs> in the early days of Pittsburgh we have 90 neighborhoods many of which have business districts and we used to have 600,000 plus people living in the city and mm-hmm. but so much of that changed mm-hmm. and you know as you said like parking and parking needs became the focus mm-hmm. for a very long time i was looking at a study the other day um from i think it was parkingreform.org that estimated mm-hmm. that in our our central part of our city like kind of the golden triangle area it was 15% of our land mass is just parking Oh, which he's easy. Honestly, honestly, is less than I thought it would be. I think there's something like fifty thousand structured parking spaces in downtown Pittsburgh, and then another five hundred on street. So, lots of parking. Well, so you've got all this new money, a new county executive, a still reasonably fresh mayor, and the pair of them are actually speaking. Um, does twenty twenty four maybe feel a little more hopeful from Bike Pittsburgh's perspective? Oh yeah, and I, you know, I'm. I'm definitely a glass half full type of person. And, you know, I, of course I have my, have my days, but we've been making steady progress for more than 20 years now uh, as an organization, as a city, as a, as a broader community. I think Pittsburgh has inspired even neighboring municipalities to invest in these types of, of things like bike lanes and bike racks and, um, you know, more walkable communities. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm hopeful. I think it's going to be great. Um, You know, Sarah rides a bike. I think she sees the world through our eyes and Rich was really good on trails. And I think Sarah is really good on public transit and like the sort of the street roadway uh, networks, right? Like, you know, she's one week into the job. There's a <laughs> couple, weeks, the tra- couple weeks. I am on the transition team. So those are the types of things that I'm, I'm pushing for. And, you know, there's this survey that just came out and, you know, 10,000 people have already answered the survey. Oh, um, we told people about it. We encouraged it. Great. So in terms of priorities for Bike Pittsburgh for 2024, um, how critical do you think that this idea of a connected bike network is? Because we have infrastructure. It's just not always consistent or intuitive to get from A to B. That's incredibly important. And we've been pushing for that for years. And that's one of the reasons why we've been focusing on you know, our safe trips in the Strip campaign, mm-hmm. trying to connect Lawrenceville and Bloomfield to downtown. Downtown has a network. Bloomfield has a network. Lawrenceville has a burgeoning sort of uh, neighborway network. Uh, and then the Strip is just, you know, sort of you know, running with the bulls. So how do we get, <laughs> you know, bike lanes in the Strip district? Yeah, a, a network is is the bare minimum of what we need. Yeah. If y'all haven't seen the Bike Pittsburgh maps, if you do bicycle in this city, you should find one because it is the only way to get from A to B if you're doing a long stretch. Um, What about education? Because I know y'all have been doing classes for years and years about all kinds of things, 
bike maintenance, rules of the road. Um, there, I know there were some advocacy workshops in the last year, which is sort of cool. Um, and then open streets, which is huge. The big mm-hmm. block party that you do in the summer um, where roads actually shut down to car traffic and people just get to explore um, big thoroughfares that maybe they wouldn't otherwise. What's on the agenda for the next few months? All of those things. Well, not the next few months. The like, next few months like are in deep winter. Next, next 11 to 12 months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, um, this year, is it's just action-packed. So, yeah, we're doing adult learn-to-ride classes. We're going to be working with youth uh, and little kids on teaching them how to ride safely. Um, and we actually use our our fun events like Open Streets to do that. We have a kids' hub. Uh, we have car-free streets where people can learn how to ride bikes without without the danger of cars around. Yeah, that's going to be May, June, and July for Open Streets. We do uh, Bike to Work Day in May. We also have Pedal Pittsburgh in August. So it's just... The big, events, huge ride that goes, goes all over the city. Events season is, is intense. And then we also do these advocacy trainings uh, through our advocacy team. You know, we we teach people on how to affect change at the local level. Yeah. So events, education, advocacy. Do you also want folks to reach out to Bike Pittsburgh if they have an interaction with Pittsburgh cars, like a good experience or a bad experience or, you know, very worst case, there's a crash or something. Is that something that Bike Pittsburgh wants to know about? Sure. I mean, we we really like hearing from people in the community. We want more people to care about you know, the built environment around them and and getting involved in changing it and talking to their friends and neighbors and family members um, and, you know, and their elected, elected officials. It's how change is made. We've had a lot of success and we want to bring more people into our mission. So yeah, please reach out to us. We're easy. To, we're all over the internet, social media. <laughs> Yeah, slide into our DMs. Like anyway, just get in touch. Um, yeah, and if you have a story, we'd love to hear your story on how either how a bike lane has affected your life positively, or how a crash has upended your life, and how um, you want to see these changes made. It, whatever it is, yeah, we we want to hear from you. Well, you can find Scott and his entire team at Bike Pittsburgh online at bikepgh.org. We will share all of their links um, and their social media in our show notes. Scott, thank you so much. Let's do it again soon. Sounds good. Thanks again. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tell one person about us. Send them your favorite episode and insist they talk about it with you, like book club, but for podcast people. And then let us know if that worked. You can hit us up always via email at pittsburgh at citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. How many bikes do you own right now? Uh, I need to count. Uh, I think it's somewhere (laughs) around uh, seven or eight. Yeah. Different kinds? (laughs) Different kinds. I have an e-cargo bike. I have uh, a gravel bike. I have a road bike. I have just a regular commuter. I have a cross bike and a mountain bike and like a winter kind of beater bike. Oh, and then another old commuter bike that I had many years ago. Oh, and then another, yeah, then another one.
So yeah, it's it's getting the basement is full. <laughs>